eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy. I actually listen to the Inside Carolina podcast sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. Don't really know what to call this one. Uh, mid-season, off-season football podcast with some very good news. I know it's some news, Buck, that made you rather giddy, especially on the message boards in your column and talking to other folks. The hiring of John Lilly, as Carolina's tight end coach, to replace Tim Brewster. Buck, I'll just go to you first and let you start it. And we have Jason Staples, of course, with us as well. Always have to have Jason when we're talking football news. But, Buck, um, state your case as to why this John Lilly hire is such a big deal for North Carolina football. Well, uh, probably at my age, um, getting giddy is not how I would describe myself. But <laughs> I think you're uh, giddy. <laughs> Well, I, I'll well, put it just giggly, uh, giddy. Oh, so uh, you would say giggly rather than giddy now at this age? Yeah, maybe giddy up. I don't know, but <laughs> um, you know, when when Brewster left, and you know, we went through this about a, a month ago, I suspect, uh, maybe thereabouts. It looked like he might go to A and M uh, and rejoin Jimbo Fisher there, and. College Station, and uh, you know he got talked out of it. There were several uh, people that uh, had some conversations with him, and including uh, Mac Brown, and he ended up getting a raise out of it. And uh, so they they dodged that bullet, and he ended up staying. And and at the time when the news first broke, he might go to a and M. I said, well, that that's not good. You know, he's, uh, you know, even though there's some really good recruiters on UNC staff, uh, Tommy Thigpen, Robert Gillespie, Lonnie Galloway, and some others, uh, Brewster by far had the biggest national reputation. And we can argue about, you know, how much that reputation was earned or unearned or, whatever, but I, I considered it to be a pretty big blow if he were to leave. And so, you know, that died down. And then the next thing we hear, um, he's gone basically. And the, you know, the way it happened, the way I've heard it and the way of others have described it is that 
know, um, Brewster came in, told Mac he had an offer. Um, Brewster didn't ask uh, for uh, Mac to try to match it, and Mac didn't offer to try to match it. At that point, it was just there was no negotiation. It was kind of a done deal, and uh, Brewster was gone. So, and it, considering how that went down, um, now it was a sort of a blow to the UNC football program to an extent, based on you know Brewer's reputation, and so it you know tremendous number of people were upset. Our message boards were just. Uh, lit up with, uh, you know, what do we do now and all sorts of comments about Brewster leaving and this was a blow to recruiting momentum and this, that, and the other. And then just a a couple of days later, we heard that uh, John Lilly had interviewed and we knew that there were other people under consideration as well. But when I heard the name that John Lilly and that he had interviewed, um, it made me sit up and take notice because, you know, at once upon a time, there was no Don Callahan at inside Carolina and, uh, Tommy remembers those days. And, uh, I wore a lot of different hats in those days. And one of them was, I would go out to di- different high school events and in the state of North Carolina and every now and then you would see John Lilly there and, Whenever John Lilly was at an event, um, and, and in particular, I remember one that was a seven-on-seven event. There was you know, a bunch of different teams there from North Carolina and South Carolina. It was down the border, best I remember, somewhere around uh, Richmond County. Um, and you know the high school coaches down there, and there was tons of them, pretty much just swarmed around John Lilly the entire time. Now, of course he was recruiting for Florida state that made it a big deal. You know, if he, if he'd been John Lilly coming from Florida or Atlantic, you know, that wouldn't have been as big a deal. So certainly the fact that he was recruiting for FSU in, in those days when they were routinely winning, um, you know, double digit games a year and competing for national titles, that certainly made a difference, but he, he was always very personable, engaging, charismatic kind of guy and, and clearly had a really good relationship with all of, uh, North Carolina and South Carolina coaches that were there. Um, and you know, the fact that he was at Florida state for 13 years and he was at Georgia for eight years. And I, I knew some of the recruiting battles he was involved in, uh, concerning Georgia and uh, North Carolina and concerning Florida State, North Carolina, and the number of kids he pulled out of North Carolina, particularly the elite-level kids, uh, it seemed like the perfect match. And, and you know, I was reluctant to believe that they would get this guy, uh, but then as time went on, uh, you know, there, obviously there were other people considered, and news broke that they hired him. They, in, in terms of replacing somebody with Brewster's reputation, they could not have done better than getting John Lilly. And, 
you know, Lily is well known in the state, well known with the high school coaches. He's only really five years removed from recruiting the state of North Carolina on a full-time basis. And, you know, there's plenty of high school coaches around that still know him, that he can walk in their office and they'll be happy to see him. Uh, so Mac Brown really, you know, as I said in my column, um, on Wednesday, you know, he hit a home run there. I mean, if you got to replace a Tim Brewster, um, you know, you, people can, you can even argue about whether it was an upgrade or not, uh, hiring John Lilly. So, uh, it was kind of a really good way to transition from a look where you're thinking, well, maybe they're going to lose some momentum to a look where, you know, it's going to be a kind of a seamless transition or maybe even in UNC's favor. So to that extent, maybe you could say I'm giddy, um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely pleased. I think you say I'm giddy. I've known you for a long time, and uh, you sound giddy to me. Jason, um, you know, message boards tend to freak out at everything. It's the nature of the beast these days. And when Brewster left, um, a lot of folks said, you know, you got to pay people, you got to do this, you do that. I remember Mac Brown during, I believe it was the December signing day um, press conference, correct me if I'm wrong, Buck, but he was talking about a recruit um, that we're not going to name. And he said, you don't want to be here. Go ahead, go commit somewhere else. Go ahead. You know, it felt like the way Buck described how it went down with Brewster, that may be a similar type situation. And so people fret and worry about it. And then he pulls John Lilly out of his hat. And I know Jason, I, you on Twitter earlier today talking about uh, basically I'm, I'm as impressed as you are with the hire and with John Lilly, tell us what a couple things, what you think of the man and also what this means for North Carolina football. Well, I'm going to say right up front, I am giddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to admit it, Buck. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there because, uh, I mean, you got to understand, John Lilly was the recruiting coordinator at Florida State when I went to Florida State. So he was on staff when I was at Florida State. And so I know I've known John Lilly for over 20 years. And, you know, have known him as a as a coach in practice, got my, you know, him pushing my butt in offseason, you know, in uh, in preseason conditioning type stuff. Uh, and then uh, and then as a man, you know, especially after my career, still keeping in touch a little bit and all that. Uh, and there, there are there are very there are very few men of the quality of John Lilly just as men. I'm just going to say that first and foremost, this, this is a, this is a, uh, he, he's a terrific human being and you're, you're not going to get a, a, a better man in the game than John Lilly. Uh, I mean, um, most, most of the folks uh, who are listening to this know something about Mark Richt and the kind of man Mark Richt is John Lilly is, is, is of the, of similar cloth in terms of the quality of human being that he is and, and the way that he goes about things, which is why he was at Georgia for the time that he was with Mark Richt. When, when Mark ultimately needed, needed him to, uh, to go up there and, and, and handle t uh, tight ends and special teams, he, he took him with him. He, he couldn't take him with him the first time. He, he, he was loyal and stayed at Florida State. But then, you know, when it was time to move up a little bit, he, 
uh, he moved up there. But you're talking about also an, a guy that was an ace recruiter. He was the ace recruiter on those Florida State staffs. And I'm pretty sure Florida State landed some pretty good talent between, say, 98 and the time that he left at Florida State. And, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Georgia landed some elite talent, too, when he was one of the couple ace recruiters on that staff. So the man can recruit. Uh, he, When it comes to recruiting, he is that combination that, that really works well on the recruiting trail of charismatic, uh, magnetic in terms of, you know, people want to be around him. People want to talk to him, players and coaches uh, and, and parents. He can relate equally well to all of them. And also very authentic. The, you know, the, one of the things that's going to set him apart is when, when Lily's telling you something, you know he's telling you the truth. He's honest. And that goes a long way in the recruiting trail. So, uh, and, and he has a reputation for that. And he's a, got a long, well-earned reputation for that for over 20 years of work. And he, he recruited the state of North Carolina for, North, er, for Florida State, for Georgia, and so on. Because he went to Guilford College. He coached at Northwest Guilford High School. So he knows the state of North Carolina. He uh, he loves the state of North Carolina. This is I actually got a story about this. So after I had had left Florida State and I came up to to uh, to uh, UNC to do my my PhD, uh, I ended up running into to to John in the airport. And this would have been I think it was 07, probably November or so of 07, somewhere in there. I ran in, ran into him in the airport. He was he was doing something. And, you know, we recognize each other. So we sat down and, and chatted for a while. And I was like, so what, what are you doing? You know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at, I'm at uh, North Carolina now. And he kind of lit up. He was like, oh man, it is so beautiful in Chapel Hill. He's like, it is, that, that is a great place. He, and, and, and then uh, I said, so what do you think about, you know, about them bringing Butch in? And this was right after the Butch Davis hire. So it was, you know, it was, I think it was before Butch's first season. Uh, so that, what, that, that places it. Um, but what do, you, what do you think? He said, oh, you know, I think I think he's going to do a great job there. He said, you know, that's that program. It's one of the few programs where you can really win it. It's like that. That's one of the best jobs in the country. A lot of people don't realize that. But that job, it's like especially in the division that they're in and everything else. It's like there's no reason that at North Carolina, you shouldn't average, you know, nine wins a year and, and do better than that and, and really contend periodically. Because with that brand, you get a few people on that campus and, you know, just let them walk around. And, you know, the, the academics that they have and everything else at that school, it's like, man. And this was when he was at Georgia, remember? But he was saying, man, I, that's, that, that, that's a great job. And, and uh, you know, Butch will do a good job there. I'm sure he'll have them, you know, contending within a couple of years because, you know, you can really recruit there. That's one of those places. The, brand, the brand's going to sell itself. And it's just a matter of can you get those kids, once you get those kids on campus and you let them see, and you let those parents walk around and all that, you can really sell that place and, and you can win there. So, you know, that was one of those things. It was like, oh, yeah. So, you know, and then, of course, Butch started getting that momentum there. And, you know, had some things gone a little bit differently in 2010, they would have contended. But, you know, I don't think John ever thought that he would wind up coaching at North Carolina at the time. But, you know, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I coached just up the road from there, you know, in high school. I didn't I didn't know that at the time. But he was he told me a little bit about that. And he was like, yeah, you know, this I, I really think that's a you know, that's a job that they're, they're a sleeping giant. So that tells you what he thought of North Carolina, you know, 
what, 13 years ago or 12 years ago, whenever that, whenever we had that conversation. And that tells you the kind of message that he can take to kids and be honest about now. So, uh, and, and the thing, the other thing is he's a, he's a really good coach. <laughs> he, he's going to be, he's a, he's a good teacher. He's got a lot of experience at, at a lot of different levels. Uh, organizationally, he's going to be an asset. So uh, to me, this is what Buck, what you said, you can really debate whether this is a, this is a, um, this is an upgrade. I mean, I think, uh, as a, as a tight ends coach and, and in the role that he's playing at North Carolina, I think, I think it is an upgrade quite frankly. And and that's not because I don't think brew is good is a good coach and brew certainly a really good recruiter, but you know, John Lilly was the ACE before, you know, people track that stuff. So yeah, I, I think that I I'm, I'm, I'm geeked. Let me take a second. Talk about Johnny T-shirt. JohnnyT-shirt.com, core sponsors of this podcast, great friends of Inside Carolina. If you were with us, uh, I believe last Wednesday at Hickory Tavern, the great guys and gals from Johnny T-shirt were there uh, with their wares that they provided for our door prizes. And they certainly provide uh, this website and these members of this website opportunities to get whatever kind of Carolina gear you need. Of course, there's still plenty of basketball gear. Jerseys got the new jerseys. If you're so inclined, those shorts are kind of sweet. Not sure about the tops. Uh, anything basketball related, anything football related. And of course, baseball season is just around the corner. In fact, this weekend, Carolina gear at Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. And if you're a member of the Inside Carolina Premium uh, message boards, you get 10% off your order. And I'm telling you right now, you get these podcasts basically for free if you're listening to inside carolina stuff and you get a lot of information on these podcasts but inside carolina premium message boards especially the tar pit and especially the basketball premium board you get more information than you could ever get and to top it off you get johnny t-shirt gear for 10 percent off can't beat it great deal johnny t-shirt and johnny t-shirt.com and while i've got you here let me go ahead and take a break send it away for a commercial we'll come right back i got a little more with buck sanders and jason staples Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. But when we're talking about um, Matt Brown and what he's done in his short time, still short time at Carolina, um, we talk a lot about, and we talked a lot about last offseason, that he's really won the offseason. And it's not the first time a coach has won the offseason and then not done much. But couple the offseason with the season and now with this, I mean, Matt Brown with the addition of Lilly, with the way recruiting's going, uh, I mean, it's as a lifelong follower of Carolina football, I'm I'm not sure that I can wrap my head around where this program is 
right now. Help help me do that in the context of a guy like Lily joining his staff and a coach like Matt Brown just continuing to keep this thing rolling. Well, Tommy, you sound awful giddy about this. Um, <laughs> and there's a, you know, the, the, the offseason buzz, you know, is one thing when it's just coming from the fan base. And, and we've been down that road before when, uh, you know, the, the, the fan base gets jacked up about the off season and uh, they brought in this coach and that coach. I, I can remember when uh, Bunning brought in Frank Signetti as, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator and convinced Marvin Sanders to stay as the defensive coordinator. And even though they hadn't had a great, season the year before you know people were really fired up about it and so on and so forth but what you're seeing now is not just a fan base getting uh, pretty psyched about it but nationally uh writers nationally um you know and every preseason way too early top 25 ranking has got north carolina in it you know you, you some as high as 14, I think PFF, uh, had them at 14, you know, down to 25, but very few, if any, doesn't have North Carolina rank coming off a seven and six season. And, you know, one of the, the, the things that has to do with that is how they, uh, dominated temple in the bowl game that, that, that was one of the more convincing bowl wins, um, uh, and, you know, the way they went about it and a ton of it has to do with Sam Howell and what he accomplished in, as a true freshman. Uh, and, and, you know, other people are looking at other things for next year in terms of things like uh, returning production. And uh, I think North Carolina is ranked uh, about nine or ten, somewhere in there in terms of returning production in the nation offensively. Uh, so there's uh, a lot of buzz going on and a lot of excitement, but it's not just fan base generated. Uh, you know, the, the signing day class obviously had a lot to do with it too, but it's a combination of all those factors. And maybe uh, by the time this podcast comes out, depending on when it comes out, I know on Thursday at some point, uh, Bill Connolly will release his total SP plus rankings. Used to call them S and P plus. Now he just calls them SP plus because he moved to ESPN. I guess they made yeah, it, had, it had to do with the uh, S and P uh, uh, brand or whatever. Index. Or, yeah, the index. Yeah. There was a it was an infringement issue, so he had to change it. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's coming out. The total SP plus uh, preseason rankings, uh, which will include uh, returning production, you know, the numbers from that last year, returning production, uh, he factors in recruiting, and he factors in recent results. And I'll be surprised if North Carolina isn't in the top 25 of the SP plus, which, you know, North Carolina's not done really well in the SP plus over the years. So, uh, you know, that'll be just another thing. And, and when the, um, ESPN releases this first FPI, I expect to see North Carolina, uh, in the top 25 of that. So, 
the all the things that fans can get excited about the recruiting class and the bowl this that and the other that that's one piece of it but everybody else across the nation uh in the media their eyebrows are going up and they're looking at north carolina as at least one of the top contenders in the coastal next year uh if not a uh you know someone that can you know, win a lot of games like in the double-digit range. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, that buzz, no, uh, there's no mistaking it, is pervading a lot of camps, uh, including the fan base and in the national media. Jason, sort of similar to what I asked about, you know, Carolina and this offseason and continuing to win that, I, I want to get your take. Uh, sort of expounding on what Buck says, but also one question I have when I'm reading about John Lilly, and it's funny, I watched an interview, uh, maybe a post-practice or a post-game interview he had on his Guilford College T-shirt underneath his Georgia um, zip-up. So, that you know, he still reps that even when he's in the middle of coaching down there. So, obviously, the ties to North Carolina are real, but Tell me about your thoughts on, okay, he's at Florida State, then he goes to Georgia, and then he goes through Cleveland. What does that NFL experience add to a guy like Lilly and to a a coach that comes back to the college ranks in general? Well, are we considering Cleveland the NFL? Well, you know, it's kind of like D2 NFL, maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, even there, (laughs) one of the things that you're you're getting used to is a certain – an additional level of uh, sophistication that that you're that you're having to deal with at the player level, and and, and in terms of the offenses and defenses and all that. I mean, uh, we, we we can talk all we want about Jay Bateman and all the things that he's uh, he's got in terms of X's and O's and great chops there. And the I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do this year with with more depth on defense and and a defensive backfield that should be uh, should should really be one of the better and better defensive backfields personnel wise in the conference. Once you got that, it changes. But even with that, the degree of sophistication and the amount of stuff that you can do defensively, it's just, I mean, what, 10, 15% of what you're going to have in for an NFL defense. Uh, it's just the level of attention to detail and the wrinkles that you're dealing with and all of that changes at the NFL level. And so when you're, when you're in that environment and when you're coaching in that kind of offense, some stuff doesn't change. I mean, the techniques that you're teaching your tight ends in terms of, you know, basic fundamental fundamentals are fundamentals at all levels. So those things that's not changing at either level. He's doing the same job, same job as a tight ends coach in that regard. But in terms of the kind of stuff that he's looking at in terms of experience as part of a staff, when you're game planning against this defense or these defensive looks or these tendencies uh, when you're looking at what they're, what, what your own offense is doing in terms of different uh, little wrinkles and all that, it, it, it expands your vision. It expands what you're able to see on film and what you're, what kind of contributions you're able to make uh, in all of that. So, you know, that, that helps. Now it, it should be, should be noted, Tommy, that, that 2019 with Cleveland is not the only year that he coached tight ends in the NFL. He also coached in 2016 with Los Angeles. 
right? So, I mean, he was, and, and that's the Rams, not uh, not the Chargers. I guess there's two of them now. Um, but he, you know, he coached the, he coached the Rams in 2016. So, you know, and they've got a pretty good offensive mind there, uh, from what I've heard uh, in in Los Angeles. That uh, you know, they've 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 done pretty well in terms of what they're doing offensively. So he's had the chance to benefit from seeing things through those lenses and having to work with some of these other minds and, and larger staffs at the, at that level of organization and at that level of attention to detail. And then when you come back to college, you've got just a little bit more that you might be able to see or share, you know, well, what, if, what if we did this this week or what, you know, when they do this, here's what we did when we were at the Rams. And that, that adds just a little bit more punch to, uh, to your staff that you don't have to do a whole lot there, but you know, maybe you see one thing that somebody else doesn't. It is a good time to be a North Carolina football fan. John Lilly joins the staff and uh, makes a lot of people happy. Buck, Jason, and myself included. It'll be interesting to see how his recruiting acumen uh, makes North Carolina's even better. I mean, Matt Brown's rolling in that regard. Before we go, I want to let Buck Sanders sort of tease you just a little bit about what we've got coming up over the next week or so with these Inside Carolina podcasts, football-related. Mr. Sanders. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, you just get past signing day, really, and or the actually the second signing day, which is sort of sec- the signing day light these days. But uh, you just get past that, and before you know it, you're uh, looking down the, the barrel of spring practice is right in front of you. And ahead of spring practice, uh, we're going to roll out uh, interviews with Phil Longo and Jay Bateman, uh, giving everybody a snapshot view of uh, what to expect headed into spring and some other thoughts they have about UNC football. So uh, offensive coordinator Phil Longo and defensive coordinator Jay Bateman will be joining the program in the next week or so. And uh, we'll be bringing that information to you. I'm sure everybody will be interested in what they have to say. Yep, will be a, a fun time to be paying attention to the Inside Carolina podcast, of course, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt. And as we go into spring practice, we'll have Jason Staples back on. We'll dig into the X and o, X's and O's of what comes out of those interviews with Longo and Bateman and, and dig more into John Lilly and recruiting with Ross and Don. Just a ton of football content coming up over the next several weeks and months as we roll into spring practice. It'll be here before you know it. But that'll do it for this one. John Lilly, new tight ends coach at North Carolina. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, Jason Staples, and Buck Sanders. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.